All right, good, good, good morning, everybody. We are having a great time here. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to get ready to jump right into the message. We're going to be talking about the unshakable, and we're going to go into great detail on that today. But I know, for me, I cannot remember in my 53 years of things being as crazy as they are in the world. How about y'all? It gets kind of crazy. I know there's been different times. People live, you know, uh, longer than us and before us have went through some great things. Um, but I'm telling you right now, it's been pretty amazing. If you watch the news and things going around the world, I, I just tell you, man, I believe the Lord's coming back soon. Now, I'll tell you this. They say no man knows, and I'm not putting no dates on it, but I'll tell you what, it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. Amen? So we're going to go with that. Here's the question. Are you ready? Are you ready for what God has for you today? So I was just thinking about a few things. Everything in this world seems like it is just pulling on us for our attention. Have you ever noticed that? TV? Let me ask you this. If you don't own a cell phone, raise your hand. Nobody in here raised their hand. I just want to say. So, so we got the cell phones, and that's a good thing, right? Right? A lot of times it'll just eat you up. So you got the texts, you got the, the phone calls, you got all these things. How many people get a little bit of junk mail? A little bit. I, I did a little research, Googled this, right? Look at this. The average American household receives 848 pieces of junk mail per household per year. They said that's equal to 1.5 trees per year, uh, I think probably to a household, more than a million trees for all U.S. households combined. Woo! That's some chopping some trees, isn't it? And I tell you, I, I read further on there, and it said, you know, most folks don't even look at it. I don't know, you know, just going through that. But what I'm saying is <clears throat> something or somebody is after your attention all the time. How much attention do we give the Lord? Does he get the first fruits? We're going to talk about that today. So my question is, with our life being uh, just everything walking after us and running after us, everything else, how do we walk in peace? Somebody say amen. If you want to hear about walking in peace today, you're in the, in the right place. How do we deal with difficulties? And I said, yeah, it's part of life. We know that. But why is it in the midst of some storms, you find a few people every now and then, you see folks that just seem unshakable. Now, everybody can have a meltdown. Everybody can have a tough time. You know, and we're not minimizing somebody else's problems or maximizing this one's problems. But do you, do you think of that one person that when things are going on, you're like, man, they're just holding this thing together, you know? And I tell you, it's for all of us, it's at different stages in our life. But I hope today that we can load up our spiritual tool bag so we can have that foundation. So when things come up, we can say, hold on, I'm holding on to what God said. I don't care what the doctor report is. I don't care about the rent money. I don't care about what's going on. This is what the Lord said, and I'm a child of God. How many people are a child of God today put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? If that's you today, let me tell you, these promises are for you. If you have not put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray today is the day that you come to the saving knowledge of that. Well, look what the psalmist wrote in Psalm, woo, that's small, Psalm 62.1. I got the Braille out there if y'all need it, but I'm going to read it to you. If you got your Bibles, you can pull it up. Psalm 62 says this, all right, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I want to go back to the first part. What does the psalmist say here? My soul finds rest in God alone. If you don't take anything else from this today, you can grab hold of that. You can try to find peace in everything else, but most of the time, over time, you'll find yourself in pieces. Amen? Because everything's good when the money's in, right? Everything's good when the doctor reports right. Everything's good when, when baby dolls say you're doing the honey, honeydew list right, right? Guys, you left me out there, didn't you? Say amen if you're with me, right? 
right? All those things, man. Things can change in a phone call. Things can change in an instant. We've been talking a lot about that because I want to prepare us for this life, but I also want to prepare us for eternal life. And that is putting our faith and trust and rest in God alone. And he goes on, he says, my salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. Yeah, look how much I didn't even think about this till now. Look at this. There's ownership, my, right? There's God, him. He's, hers, he's just making it personal. He's grabbing a hold of that. One thing I, 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 I think about this a lot with, with Brother Dave. God's got it himself. When I would talk to Dave, he would always say this. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He made a point because that's who the Lord was to him, is to him in the present now. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not, I know about God, I know about Jesus, I, yeah, yeah. Just like, he made it personal. And guess what that did for me? That inspired me to dig deeper. So I pray today that we are inspired to dig deepable, deep, deep in the unshakableness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So as we go look at this stuff here, I said, man, it seems pretty clear from God's word if we want to be unshakable in faith, we must build our faith on the unshakable promises of God himself. Somebody say amen. Now, we've got a good uh, place to write some notes today, so feel free to do this. This is going to be a teaching and a preaching, and you know I love that, all right? So first thing, we want to look at building on the promises of God. Now, first, we got to know who we are, right? We got to know what God's doing for us and in us, right? So take a look at this. You are stamped with God's image. Think about that. Think about that. I want to dig in a little bit. How often do we really even realize that? And look at that. How does that firm up your faith when you know and take hold of the truth of that? When we see that for ourselves, do we believe that in ourselves? How do we deal with that? In every aspect of our life, it starts to change that. When your, your situation starts getting overwhelmed, do you remember this? That you are stamped in the image of God. You're individual. God likes variety. But you got God's fingerprints on you. Y'all remember, how many people remember the other day I told you I went into a, a, a bank situation? And I was depositing some money, my little bit of change in there. And the guy was talking to me. The whole time he was talking to me, he was looking over my head. Y'all remember that? I had to go back there the other day. Didn't he? he said, please, <laughs> please be nice. And you know what? When I went in this time, I went and met a, another guy. I got to share Jesus with him, talk to the guy, encourage the guy, everything else. So you know what? It's okay. But what I want to get to is this. God doesn't have to put a name tag on your chest to know who you are. Amen? That's a good word right there. He's not going, hey, how you doing, uh, Tom? Yeah. He knows you. He knows every hair in your head. He knows you. So think about that. I want to get our foundation squared away on the promises of God because if once we get that in, we can build, baby. We can go up with the foundation, can't we? Look at this. Take a look at this here. Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And as you read further in that, he talks about giving us dominion. Right? We are built for God's greatness. And look at this. God wants us to display it. How well are you displaying God's greatness? Not here to beat you up. Just here to firm us up. Right? Prepare us. There's some days that God's greatness looks a whole lot better coming through my life than other days. But guess what? I can't stop there. Because it's a new day. How many people had a rough day and you go and the next day you get up and you start right there? Ooh. You got to let it go, baby. You got to let it go. We got to say, okay, that was yesterday. And maybe I can't do anything about that over there. How many people could do something about yesterday? I, I haven't figured out how to do anything about yesterday. But I can do something about today. 
And I can pray about today. And I can listen to the Lord today and say, Lord, you know what? How do you want me to take the dominion that you give me and work over this situation? Let me tell you this something right here. This little bean in, beside, in between these ears, especially on me, man, that thing is powerful, right? And what you allow in your eye gate and your ear gate, man, you got to be careful because it starts programming your day. It starts programming your walk, the way you feel, everything else. It's been amazing as we continue to dig in the Word of God and, and look at different things. And you say, man, you know, how many people are amazed by some of the medical findings that we see these days? You know what? That's God letting it loose, revealing it to us. Man, that's amazing. But when you start looking around at things like that and realize that we have dominion in him, we can walk and stand on the word of God. Take a look at this. I had a few more things in here. I said we were built for God's greatness to be on display. Look at this. Now, we are heirs to God. Think about that. Heirs to God. Man, how awesome is that? I'm going to read a few things here. The term heir of God emphasizes our relationship with God the Father. As children, we have an inheritance that can never spoil, perish, or fade. There's a TV show I just saw the other day just popped in my mind, like crazy inheritance. Y'all ever seen that? I guess it probably won't be on much longer then. (laughs) Everybody say, what? No, these people would, somebody would leave them something crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like a, a, a hat or something or, or some writings or an old tractor and people would try to find out was it worth something and some things were worth great value and everything. Some things were rusty. Some things were moldy. And look what we find here. What did I read here earlier? That, you know what, the, the inheritance that God has for us never perishes, never spoils, never fades and kept in heaven. Amen. And let me tell you what, a lot of those things are already imputed to us right now as a child of God. We have full rights to receive the inheritance. We are his beneficiaries. Now, when I look around here, I think probably everybody has dealt with somebody passing in their life or something, right? And there's usually a will or things like that. Somebody chose to, to leave something to you. Sometimes exciting, sometimes it's depressing, whatever. But think about this. The very goodness and greatness and treasures of God are set apart for his children. Are you a child of God? So, so don't walk around thinking you're spiritually bankrupt when you got the whole enchilada, all right? You got the whole deal. How do we claim those promises, man? We speak those promises. We read those promises. We step into what God has for us. Let's take a look at the scripture here, backing it up a little bit. Romans 8, 17, and, and since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. You ever thought about that? Heirs to God's glory. I'm happy if somebody beeps and waves back at me, let alone God's glory. Denise, you know what? I got to tell you this. We went out to eat last night, of course. And I'm sitting there. I said, I don't do this. She said, you're egging it on. I just sat there, and this guy starts talking to me. So you know I got to be nice. So I talked to him the whole meal. (laughs) Anyway, I got to witness to him a little bit and sharing a few things. And I didn't understand what Denise was doing. She was like this. And she knows I try to be on my low-carb thing, so I can't eat no biscuits. She kept going, how about that biscuit? And I go, you can have it, baby. Yeah, and and I didn't get it until we got in the car. She said, I was trying to get that in your mouth so you stopped talking. You know, he's like, well, you, I said, God. (laughs) She was like, I was like, I thought you was going to eat the biscuit. No, I wanted you to focus on that. Every time a man said, you know what? And, and, And this was what's funny. He used my line on me. He said, you look familiar. And then he tried to be funny, right? My sister was there. My wife was there. He said, and I told him what I did. I said, oh, I'm a preacher. He said, who? I said, a pastor, a preacher. 
I said, I'm a Jesus guy. Do you know him? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe not after that. He said, are these your two wives? I said, I said, no, I'm not a Mormon. I just got one. That's one. That's my sister. My sister just shook her head. He says, you got him, didn't you? That's it. But anyway, there's opportunities all the time. You know, but this guy, he started it. He said, man, you look familiar. Oh, bring it on, man. I ain't never met no stranger. We're good to go. But you know what? I wanted some of the God's glory to get on that guy. And then his friend, wife, whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And she said, what do you eat? I said, that is blackened chicken. You want some? She said, I'll cut it. I'll share it. It don't make no difference. You got to use your own fork, though, you know. <laughs> but I'll share. So I'm telling you, in the midst of those things, there's people right, they're just hungry for attention. Just hungry for I'm sitting there a little bit more. And then I see one of my buddies from work. Then I know Denise like, just please, just put the chicken in your mouth. Let's go, right? I know she's thinking that. But I love people, man. And I tell you what, I like sharing the promises of God with God's people. Amen? Because you know what? Time is fast, man. Time is rolling by, rolling by. And I tell you what, I want to make the most of this. How about you guys? Well, let's keep on rolling. I want to go back to this end. And since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we're heirs of God's glory. But if we, oh, you got to listen to this part now. But if we share in his glory, everybody likes that part, right? Woohoo! We must share in his suffering. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody doesn't like me. How about that? Everybody didn't like Jesus. Have you ever been for a job interview? Like, you know what? I'm just going to say this, right? If you had an old job and somebody else had an old job there and, and say like your boss moves, right? And then that job goes out and they rewrite the, 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 the job description. It's nothing like what your boss did. You got to do everything now, right? It's the same way in ministry. They would not hire Jesus in most churches. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, the, what, oh you, you walk on water? Well, can you fly? Can you, yeah, I mean, they, they, we look for the wrong thing. Man. Tell you what, you give me somebody that's got a good heart, somebody that's willing to invest. Man, I'm going to tell you what, that's the guy and gal I want. Here's the question. Are you willing to invest? Are you willing to realize, see, there's two sides of that coin. There's God's glory, woo and there's suffering sometimes. Ain't that something? On your workplace, in your family, people. That, sometimes people are waiting for you to fall, isn't it? You, and not so they can help you back up, so they can stomp on you. I'm just telling you how it is. But you know what? Let's not be that guy. Let's not, not be that gal. Let's be the one that says, you know what? I'm going to do the best I can to represent God. I'm going to stand on the promises, God. And because I know this right here, y'all ready? Angela just said it this morning. Your prayers have power. Power, man. That thing can make, oh, I just love it, man. Let me just say this. A lot of times people say, is there anything we can do for you? Anything? Well, I guess you could just pray. Like it's leftover. Like it's just, well, you can always pray, you know. Like that takes like like third layer over the tomato sandwich or something. How about you say, man, you can pray for me anytime you want. Bring it on. Let's pray right now. Let's do it. Let me tell you what. Prayers are powerful. And we have total access to the Lord because we are heir to the throne of God. So today, just a couple of things. We're going to break it down. You are stamped with the image of God. And you are heir to God. And your prayers have power. But don't forget, everybody's not always going to be happy about what you're happy about. Amen. When I got saved, I thought everybody was just going to go, woohoo! Grandmama did. Because she knew the deal. <laughs> that boy ain't going to hell no more. Yeah, that's good. I called my dad before he got saved. He said, look out, they're going to want your money. That wasn't the phone call I was thinking. 
Later on, when my dad got saved, he couldn't give enough because his heart was changed. I mean, we got we to do the Lord's work. We got to do the Lord's work. How can we do the Lord's work? What is it? What do you need? What's going on? See, what happened was there was a change in his heart, a change in our, our attitude. He started realizing that there's power in prayer. I shared something with my dad one day. Dad, I said, Dad, real, Dad, God's been talking to me. He said, oh, okay. He's looking at his watch. He said, Dad, Dad, God talked to me. I wrote down some of the things that God said that he spoke to my heart. I want to read them to you. And my dad breaks down in my living room crying. He goes, that's not you. You didn't write that. I go, I know. He goes, son, that's God talking to you. It just amazed him. Let me tell you, dad getting close to the Lord now. Dad getting close to the Lord now. Woo, man, when my pops jumped in, he jumped in with both feet. But he knew that that's, that's not from you. Read it again. Read it again. So that's, that, that's, I know you. That's not the way you talk. That's not the way you think about that. See, God was renewing my mind. God was speaking into my heart. I said, dad, this is what's going on. Guess what? Sitting right here today is a result of what God told me in 2003, 2001, early on. January 23rd, 2001, 2 a.m. at night. Got to wake you up and whisper to you. I need a billboard. How about you? I don't always listen. I don't always follow along. But, man, I'll tell you what. When we do, we can build on those promises. And let me tell you, your prayers have power. You know what else we need to realize about the promises? Your debt has been paid in full. I like to explain it this way. How many people at one time or maybe now currently have a uh, mortgage on their home? Right? Maybe how about at one time you had it on there? Right? If somebody was to walk up there and just say, let me tell you, I'm going to pay that off in full. They say that your home, right, your house is usually your biggest uh, investment. Usually your biggest debt. If somebody was walking over there to pay that bad boy off, I guarantee you say, the pastor buddy tell you he's paying houses. I bet you the line will be down there around the house, everything else, right? Let me tell you what. Why don't you get in line and realize that Jesus paid your sin debt in full? Huh? Come on. Your house debt won't but for 30 years. He paid you, your, your, your salvation debt for eternity. That's some big bucks, boy, right? It's life changing. It's this. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. It was given, but you can receive it. And I pray that we receive that. These promises, those right there, man, there's some stuff for you guys to write down here today. I pray that you get encouraged with that. I had a few more things in here. I said, you know what? Living in the freedom of Christ allows us to walk in the world, but yet not be of the world. Jesus, Jesus totally destroyed sin at the cross. Totally destroyed it. When God looks at your life, when you're a child of God, he sees you through the shed blood of Christ, perfect, clear. That's amazing, isn't it? That is amazing. What I am not saying is go live your life any way you want. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying God's soft on sin. There's repercussions for all those things, right? But I'm going to tell you what. He handled it on the cross. Boom. When Jesus comes back, he's not going to die on the cross again. It's finished. He comes back, he's going to say, come up, hither, bring it on, let's go. How many people are waiting for that day? Are you excited about that? But you know what? I'm excited about that, but I want to be a difference maker now. When I go, man, I pray that I'm grabbing some, some sinners along the way. Man, wait, Jesus, they got to come on and know you. Man, come on. Because somebody did that for me. Somebody did that for me. Let me tell you what. I got to bring up some more of the, the pictures. From you guys supporting and doing what you do, the two churches that the Lord has allowed us to plant over there with Pastor Nick at the helm over there, God ultimately uh, being exalted, they are doing a great work. 
and I'm going to do my best to get some of the pictures and stuff. They started a foundation group last week. 34 kids in there learning about the Lord. Happy to learn about the Lord. Feeding people, showing the Jesus movie, everything else. Souls getting saved. Going into the schools, man. Come on. And a lot of times we won't even go into the grocery store and tell them about Jesus. Come on, let's, let's fire it up. Let's get going. Let's be unshakable. How about that? I got a few things on my handout. You can write them down if you want to share the notes. It's all free. Okay, here we go. Building on the promises, I wrote this. God's promises are the best platform for your growth. If you start working on God's, from, from that economy of his promises, man, you can let it roll. You got a good foundation. You wouldn't, you wouldn't build a house on a shaky foundation. It wouldn't last too long. But if you build your faith on the unshakable foundation of God's platform, we can do it. I said, if God said it, you can believe it. That's simple, isn't it? These things the Lord just showed me when I was preaching to the couch last night. When I'm preaching to the couch and I'm looking, going over stuff and going back through it, I said, man, listen to this. Listen to this. Don't stress God is the one producing the fruit of the promise. You just believe. You'd act like you're going to make the, have to make the promise happen. He's the one that's going to make the promise happen. He's the one that already took it. All you got to do is believe. Man, all we got to do is trust. Yeah, but you don't know about this and you don't. I know about Jesus, right? And if I allow my problem to, to, to be elevated more than my problem solver, then I'm out of whack, man. I need to make sure that I've got God in the right place in my life. And guess what? That doesn't take adjustment for him. It takes adjustment for me. Somebody say amen. He didn't move. He didn't change. His word's still the same. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. So if I want to roll and grow in that and be unshakable, guess what? I have to build on those promises. Somebody say amen. Anybody doing good so far? Woo! I'm the only one getting excited, I think. Walking in the new life. Walking in the new life. Well, I want to talk about it. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Man, man, man. I got notes everywhere here. Let's see what the Lord's going to show us. I said, how are you living out your new life? How are you living your Christian life? Is it like this, doom and gloom? Man, I don't know. Now, look. I don't expect you to get a broken foot and go, Woo, praise the Lord, I got it. I'm not saying that. Last night, I went out in my garage that I need to clean, and I was looking for something, and I almost made it, guys. I fell from here all the way to about there, and I went, Ugh! And Denise came out there, <laughs> And I had what I had in my hand. I had some tire shine stuff. Still had it in my hand. What are you doing? I fell. I fell. And I thought, I think I hurt myself, but I'm afraid to move, right? Got up like got moving around. She said, Are you all right, honey? I said, Yeah. She said, <laughs> Oh man. But she did check first. My family is like that. I was like, and you know what I did? I started laughing too. I said, not only did I fall, I started falling back here. And I finally fell up there. What does that have to do with this? See, a lot of times we don't even realize we're falling. I was going, I got, my, I got something with a bag around my foot, and I was going, I was going like that. I didn't want to fall on my motorcycle, so I gave her one of these, and I'm back over here. And then I got, oh, man, a cat toy. Whoa, down she went, boy. I'm telling you what. Oh, that sounds expensive. Was that me? Uh, I almost went down again. But, man, what I'm saying is, I knew I was falling back here, 
but I can fix it. And I said, oh, I about got it here. Oh, but I can get it. There was no rails. There was no nothing. Down I went. Chunky Monkey was down, boy. Woo! And I thought about that, man. Walking in a new life sometimes. We'd rather walk in an old life and stumble and fall. But you know what? Just like we see right there. 2 Corinthians. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. You know what? You can get a fresh start even after you fall. That's what I want you to hear. You can get a fresh start even after you fall. Let's take a look at these things here. I got a couple things. I'm going to run through this and I'm going to come back and tie a couple of little side notes in here. Look at this. I want you to realize this, that our new life is a gift. Our new life is a gift. Let's take a look at that, man. Have you ever been sick and exhausted before? I was thinking about that. You're just praying that you get well, and then God comes through, and, and, and you just it feels like you got a new life. You say, oh, my gosh. I don't know about you guys that everybody's been through different, but when, when you're the sick one, you feel like you're the sickest one in the house, right? And I've had a few things happen, not what some of the other folks happen, but I'm just going to tell you where I'm at. When I was feeling the worst in my life, and that's happened a couple times, it, it kind of just goes on. You think that's the worst, and something else happens, and you say, no, surely that's the worst. I thought about all the things that I wanted to do that I wasn't able to do. I thought about missed opportunities, right? And I said, Lord, when I come out of this, I'm not slowing down. They say, why are you so hyper? Because I didn't forget that promise to God. God said, you raised me up, I'm going to keep on talking about you. I don't care if it's in a restaurant. I don't care if it's laying out, sprawled out in my garage with some fixer flat or whatever I had in my hand. I don't even know what it was. But I'm going to keep leaning into what you're telling me, showing me what you're doing. Look at this. There's a couple of things here. And this is how come we don't walk in a new life. Y'all ready for this? You write these down if you like. Living in the past will cost you your future. Living in the past will cost you your future. You wasted away all today because you're worried about tomorrow. That's a good word. Write that down. What else we got? The past is called the past for a reason. It's the past. See, that's how the Lord speaks to me. It's just real simple stuff like that. But I'm a real simple guy. The reason they call it past is because it's gone. It's in the past. We need to move forward. Let it go. What else do we got? Y'all ready for this one? See if this can get an amen on this. Don't let others' opinion of you rob your joy. Mmm. little judgment out there sometime. Isn't it? And then separate yourself from some toxic relationships. I didn't say you don't love them. I don't say you don't pray for them. But you don't have to be elbow to elbow with them, amen? They'll know you by your love. I'm, I, am I just preaching to me? Is this helping anybody today? Because I'm going to tell you what. This right here is on time, baby. This is on time. That, hey, all the stuff I'm just sharing you, that was the 11 o'clock version. I was like, oh, I'm done. Lord said, no, we ain't done. You might be done. I'm not done. Get that pen. He's always working it, always working it. So look at that. New life is a gift. How do we walk in that? We abide in his word. Think about this. How much do we abide? That means like this, accept it. Are we acting on it? Are we making decisions on it? Are we allowing that to guide our decision making? Let me put it this way. Are you committed? Are you committed to the things of the Lord? Are you committed to that? You say, you know what? My yes is going to be yes. My no is going to be no. How many people like flim flammy folks? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It's tough, isn't it? They talk about it in politics, everything. I ain't much on it, just with my next door neighbor. Hey, you want to go get something to eat? Well, we'll see. Well, well. Do you want to go? You want to go? Don't want to go. Just let me know. Because we'll keep on moving. 
Tanya and Tim always, it's funny. They always say, well, you know, I know we are some of your best friends, but if, if we don't answer, you just call somebody else. I said, I got to keep moving. The other day I was coming back from your mama's when she's in the hospital. So I called Tanya and Tim. I said, hey, I said, y'all want to get something to eat? They said, nah, I don't think I want to get something to eat. Okay. Ding. Amen. <laughs> you want to get something to eat? My mother said, nah, I can't. I said, wait a minute. Somebody's calling. Yeah, we think we'll go get something to eat. That's a good thing you called back. <laughs> you said, man, you just throw something on the bus like that. I said, no. I said, I got to eat. But I don't like to eat alone. Man, I would talk to anybody. And guess what? My sister asked me the other day. She said, you still do your, 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 uh, your uh, eating out ministry? <laughs> you saw it firsthand yesterday. She said, well, how do you end up talking to people? I said, they talk to me sometimes. I don't know what it is. It must be the Chapman thing, because let me tell you, I got to tell you this. Jeff, you're off, you off this week, man. You're easy on this week. Donna looked out for us. Donna's home. She said, I don't know. I, I want to do some of the bushes. I said, well, Jeff, take care of it. I'll just do them. So Donna, <laughs> Jeff said, amen. <laughs> Jeff takes care of everything. Him and Ben take care of stuff at my mom's house, and I appreciate it. So Donna's out there snipping and clipping, and she calls me, and she goes, there's a guy in the front yard cutting a tree for me. Wants to know where, uh, what do you want on? What do you want? Eastern Shore. I was like, what? Get in the house. Run. Oh, he's all right. Guy went by. Donald was trying to cut the bushes, right? Guy rode by. Two guys rode by, stopped. Said, hey, baby, it looked like you could need some help. She said, yeah, I need to grow a couple of inches here. Don't worry about it. Got out of the back of the car. And where we grew up at, you get out of the back of the car. She said, oh, my God, what do you got in the back? He got an Uzi or something? Guy got out with a chainsaw, right? <laughs> See, it ain't just me. It ain't just me. Guy comes out with a chainsaw and mauls the bush. And he said, could you tell us how to get to Eastern Shore? She said, I don't know, but my brother knows. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. She told him where to go. He said, put it over to the side. I said, all right, have a great day. She said, isn't that a blessing? I said, I guess. You okay? <laughs> how, how many times are you out front hanging out? Somebody, two guys pull up, jump out, chop your tree, ask for the directions, and leave. <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up, man. It's a, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I know Donna was probably up there. Oh, Lord, I can't reach that. I cannot get, Lord, I need some help. <laughs> don't underestimate those little prayers on your breath, man. That's so cool, isn't it? Abide in him. Look what he says right here. I love the scripture. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, is the bear, he bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Oh, that'll preach right there. Watch your toes. This speaks volumes. Jesus says this, apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing worthy of eternal stuff. It's ultimately God working through us, amen? You can do nothing. What, is, what can I do? I can help a few people. I can do a few things. But if I allow God to work through me, if I abide in him, guess what's going to flow out? Jesus. Man. That's why a lot of times people say, hey, what I always ask? I say, I think you know somebody I know. You know Jesus, don't you, right? I pray that that's the same light that I'm shining. I, I, I just pray that that's what we're shining as a church family. And people see that we want to abide in him. How many people want to bear much fruit? We want to, hey man, we want to shine for the Lord. Let's keep on going. So what else we do? We walk by faith. Look at this. 2 Corinthians here again. For we, 5, 7 this time. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm. Now, I want to remind you guys that the God's got it. Ministry continues to live on and live on strong, amen? Just got a whole new load of, of bracelets. If you need some, let me know. And when you leave here, stack them up to your arm because we give them out, right? Let them know that God's got it to encourage somebody. 
Went to eat the other day with the boys, Friday. Went to one of my favorite restaurants. I'll tell you where it's at. It's Jenny's. We was at Jenny's. And, and the girls there are always nice, and we were praying about stuff. And, and they took every, every one I had. Are you sure? No, that's fine. Take it. We'll get some more. She said, could you bring some of these? I said, yeah. We're getting ready to leave. And my friend working right, she said, buddy, 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 buddy. And I'm getting ready to pay. She said, that lady just got some bad news over there. You need to go over there and pray for her. I said, who? She said, here, here. I said, okay. I said, ma'am, uh, senior lady. I said, ma'am, are you okay? She said, I, I don't know, honey. I said, my name is Pastor Buddy Chapman. I said, is there any way that I could pray with you? Is something going on? She had just received word that her 25-year-old granddaughter had took a fall somehow. I don't know if it was on a ride or something. She fell. She's paralyzed from like the waist down. Now, see, this is what happens. God's working all the time, right, in the midst of that stuff. God's turning around. He's working in, in the bush business. He's working in the restaurant business. He's working in all those situations. Now, I could have said, well, you know, I got to get back to work. You know, I'm too busy. I said, where is she at? Let's pray. And guess what? I didn't run over in the court. Well, if you could come back over here and this one, if you could sneak back over here, we could. Now, I'm not one of these guys. That, well, everybody. But there was an opportunity right there. That lady's heart was heavy. And I was just working on this right here, right? I know that our prayers have power. I said, man, we're going to pray for her right now. We're going to agree in the mighty name of Jesus that God is going to touch your granddaughter in Jesus' name. We're going to trust that God's going to turn around and we're going to see mighty and great things. I don't know the lady's name, whatever, but y'all remember that, that lady, 25-year-old daughter, granddaughter, needs prayer, need a touch of God, because we know what God will do, amen, right? We've seen God take broken necks and fix them, amen? We've seen God help others along the way. We know that we serve a God that's in the healing business as well. And you know what? We're going to stand on those promises right on through. And sometimes we just need others to come along and help us stand on those promises. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight. The, the, the report's not always good, is it? But you know what? We, got, we know God is always good, and we can always stand on that. Amen? So let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? So we talked about a few things. We talked about building on the promises, and then we turn around and we talked about walking in a new life. Now, how about this? How do we unleash the miraculous? You have the option every day. I want to tell you something. The last thing, it looks better when I do it like this. Here it goes. The last thing I wrote when I was doing my notes before we went to eat was that statement. We have the option every day. We went to eat. I had the option. I had the privilege. I had the opportunity to pray for that lady's granddaughter. I could have missed it, though. And that to me, see, a lot of people say, oh, isn't that amazing? No, the last thing that I wrote before I went to lunch was that. And it's the first thing when I pulled my computer up that I saw right there. To me, God's saying, you see what I'm talking about? I'm going to give you an opportunity each and every day. How are you going to walk in that? Last thing I wrote. I, didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about any of that or anything else. I thought, man, God, unleash your miraculous power. Let me write, you write this down too. A lot of note taking today if you want. It's better to be prepared for opportunities and be ready than to have an opportunity present itself and not be prepared. Are you prepared in your heart when you get up in the morning? Are you getting ready in the morning? What are you thinking about? Man, I listen to preaching in the morning. I listen to preaching at night. I'm thinking about how many Bible verses that, man, I, that I could just, just, just speak out over my life, over my family. I get ready to leave in the morning. Man, I hit Jesse too. I say, hey, man, have a blessed day. What's going on? 
boom. Most of the time, he's up before me, working on his stuff, going, doing his thing. Because he's, he's got it set on his mind. I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish things. I've got to be about things. I want to be prepared. You know, I tell people all the time about heaven and hell. I, I don't tell you about hell to scare you. I tell you about hell to prepare you. And you don't have to go. You don't have to go. Because of the miraculous thing that Christ did, he laid down his life, paid his life, laid his life down for us, poured out his blood so that we can be redeemed. We can be set in the family by faith, man. Let's keep on rolling that. So the question is, are you prepared? That's a big question. Are you prepared? How did you prepare? Let me just ask this. How did you prepare your heart today before you came here? Well, I just got up, got, got, got my best uh, hairdo on to come on out. Well, that's okay. We'll take you anyway. But let me tell you what. As you prepare your heart for the things that we're going to talk about today, you watch how God starts filling you up. You say, you know what? I can't wait to get there to church today because you know what? I'm going to feed on the word of God. You know what? I'm trusting that Pastor Buddy is listening to the Lord. We're going to pray for him, and he's going to deliver a message that's going to transform our life today because, not a buddy, because God. Because God does miraculous stuff. You want to see some miraculous stuff? You ready? Look. Here. Here. Miraculous. There. 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 Everywhere. Look in the mirror. You want to see God's miraculous love unleashed? Man, that's grace. That's favor, man. Do you look in the mirror in the morning and say, Woo, God, let me tell you. You're awesome. I didn't say that you look the best, everything else. I laugh sometimes. You know what? I've been doing a lot of little Facebook things. You know why? Not because people want to see me, because I want them to see the message. I want them to hear the message. So I do little short ones, because people can take me a lot easier in little doses. It's just the truth, right? I cut down from five minutes to 30 seconds. Everybody says, oh, I'll watch that, right? And I look at that thing. I go, <laughs> you getting old, boy. You just getting old. And then I laugh, and I tell them, I said, baby, if they come because they got a good-looking preacher, they missed the mark. They better come because they're getting the word. That's it. I love it, man. I love that God would choose to use me. I'm glad that God chose to use you. Do you say that anymore? Man, Lord, I can't wait for you to use me. See, a lot of times we go, oh, Lord, I don't know. We start looking at all the things that we can't do. We say we're not prepared. We're not prepared. If you keep telling yourself you're not prepared, guess what? You won't be prepared. But you know what? If you take time to prepare, woo, when that time comes, guess what? Your leg's still probably going to shake. You might, you might be second-guessing a few things. You're staying on the promises. There's options every day. Look at that. But here's the question. You could be the vessel. You can be that vessel. How many people are interested for God to pour into them so that God can pour out of you? See, a lot of times we like to be filled up. Woo, that feels good. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to share it? Are you going to pass it on? Are you going to say, you know what, Lord, I want to be, I want to be what you want me to be. Man, we are, are just so blessed to be a part of what's going on here. I, I put, a, put a couple of things down here I want to read. I said, are you being built up on the promises of God? Are you speaking the word of God? Are you expecting God to do something through this message today? Are you expecting him to do something because I guarantee you, if you come in expecting, you know what? I'm going to hear something that the Lord's got for me. Because here's the truth of the matter. If we speak God's word, it will transform your life. It's not a buddy thing. If you could get a monkey to preach it, they could do it. I guess you figured that out already. Because it's the power in the word. Okay? So, so what I'm saying is, it's this. It's this. But it's this on our receiving end, our heart receiving it, man. Get a hold of that. Because I'm going to tell you, because like I said a long time ago, y'all have heard the story. 
My buddy's mom went to this church for a long, long time. I've heard all the sermons. I know all the jokes, everything else. I know y'all tired of hearing it, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. She says, yeah, we probably going to have to go find a new church, everything else. And my buddy said, Mom, do me a favor. Next 30 days, why don't you pray for that man? Well, I pray for him. Mom, pray for the man every day. Just take, just take a few minutes and pray for that man every day and see what's happening. And then pray about your situation. Pray how God wants you to handle this. Called back 30 days later. She said, man, I tell you what, those prayers must have really worked. He just seemed to be so good now and so kind. Ask about us. I said, Mom, that, Mom maybe, maybe your heart changed a little bit. See, a lot of times we want to pray, Lord, change them. It ought to start here. Lord, change me so that I look like Jesus. Lord, change me so that I'm listening and going and doing and everything. Guess what Jesus looks like? Us. He should if we're reflecting him well. That's why people say, you look familiar. You look, I think I know you, right? Because I'm going to tell you what, I believe our spirit bears witness to that. You ever been working with somebody doing something, you can just say, I know that they're a Christian. I just know that they're a Christian. Man, we don't even have to say that much. People are watching our actions. And look at this here. How about this? Back to our Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. I got a couple of things here I want to share with you here. If you prepare daily, you will always be willing. Always be willing. You will always be ready. And I wrote this down last night too. The Lord showed me this. The miraculous is always one prayer away. One prayer away. Let me just show you that, right? When somebody prays, as we call it, the sinner's prayer, is that not miraculous? One prayer away, he says, salvation is on your lips, baby. Salvation is on your lips. Lord, I need you. Forgive me. I believe you're the son of God coming to my life. That's miraculous. Amen. I like that. <laughs> Ow, I like that. Right on time, man. God is in the miraculous. And then we can truly find rest in him, find peace and power in him. And man, let me tell you what. When I came back from lunch and I saw that, this is what I wrote after that. But remember, you have been equipped to conquer through Christ Jesus. See, when I came back from lunch and I had the opportunity to pray for somebody who was going through a tough time, and God just, the, at the cash register lady said, hey, you got to pray for somebody. Not that they couldn't, but maybe their day was just to direct somebody. Maybe God was showing me for this slide today to talk to you, to share with you. Look at it. And then Lord told me, but remember, you've been equipped to conquer through Christ Jesus. Remember that. I'm equipped. You're equipped. I'm equipped with the Holy Spirit. God in us, man. So being unshakable is a choice you make before your feet even hit the floor in the morning, before the phone rings, before your doubt can start delivering the lies upon your brain. I said, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Isn't that something? And I want to send you home with that. As you go back, that's Revelation 12, 11. You're stamped with God's image. You're heir to God's throne. Your prayers have power. Your debt's been paid in full. You are unshakable. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you.
for the word. And I thank you for the opportunities, Lord. But you know what? We need to engage in that. We need to grab it by faith. We need to speak the word of God. We need to teach the word of God. Lord, help this message to find people that need to be encouraged, Lord. And we all need encouragement. Lord, help this message to, to transform somebody's life. Lord, help this message to turn around right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. To turn around and save souls. What do you mean, buddy? The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means, you know what? Without Christ, we're on the way to hell. But with Christ, we change our whole destination. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, realizing that we've been redeemed, we've been bought back, when we say, Lord, I believe that you came and poured your blood out and laid your life down for my sin, I'm receiving that today. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, today, forgive me of my sin. Lord, help me today to walk in the fullness of who I am with you. And Lord says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And everybody said, amen. Friends, if you're listening online, I pray that you're encouraged today. Pass the message on. If you've got any questions, drop me a line. We'd be glad to pray with you, pray for you, and encourage you in the Lord. Everybody said, amen.